Consistent self-improvement, everybody. You are now listening to American Gypsy Podcast. I am your host, Classic, and I'm here with my co-host. Gypsy, and today we have Stephen Jenkins. He is the founder of Control Shift Piano, a patented method to learn how to play piano that simplifies music theory and reduces stress and anxiety. Welcome to the show, Stephen. Welcome, Stephen. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. So to, for me personally, I always like to ask, and for our listeners, um, tell us a little bit about like where you're from and what it was like growing up and where you are now today. Okay. Yeah, I'm from uh, Texas, a town okay. called Fort Worth, west of Dallas. Okay. Right. Uh, originally from Los Angeles, California, but I've been out here most, most of my life. So um, growing up, ups and downs, you know, a lot of uh, comebacks, but uh, I'm doing good. So okay. I'm just enjoying life and helping out wherever I can be used. Definitely. When did you leave uh, Los Angeles? You know, because that's where we are right now for our listeners. So right. we're, yeah, we're in downtown yeah. Los Angeles. Uh, I've been back and forth. Uh, I haven't actually been in Los Angeles probably in about 10 years, though. Okay. Um, but my family relocated to Texas when I was very young. Okay. So before I was a teenager, I was down here in Texas and my father's side of the family um, is on the West Coast. So okay. everybody else is down here in Texas. So okay. um, what made you start uh, Control Shift Piano and tell us a little bit about that? Okay. Um, I started Control Shift Piano just out of a desire really to learn music and to um Actually, it, it didn't start off that way, right? It started off just me trying to help me. And then when I saw how helpful um, what I developed was, I started trying to help other people. So I formed Control Shift Piano around um, the practice of helping other people learn piano. Okay, so when did you get into um, to music? So I've been into music all, all through my life. Um, I took music lessons several times um, from a kid, young kid to, you know, into adulthood, so on and so forth. But I've always loved music since I can remember. Okay. So I've always been trying to get get on this side of music, in other words, and in, in, uh, creating music. And uh, that's you, where I'm at right now. You started as a pianist or did you play a different instrument? Yeah, I started off as a child learning piano and the only other instrument I've really fooled around with is guitar. Um, yes, I like to sing. Not saying I'm a singer by any means, but <laughs> you know, it is something that I'd like to develop further. So, what did you feel like was missing from the traditional way of teaching piano, and what led you to come up with your method? So, what's missing is the people left behind um, that like me struggle to learn piano the traditional way it works for some people but there's a lot of people that it doesn't work for and what i noticed was there's a lot of blame blame game stuff going on you know either the piano student blames the teacher or the teacher blames the student but mm. my thing is for whatever reason it, it didn't work out so my methods are here to help people um, the remainders out there that still struggle and that don't connect with traditional piano lessons. Okay. So when you started, like I, I started playing cello when I was pretty young, when I was five, 
and um, right. grew up with the Suzuki method, yeah, you know, where they basically teach you, you know, memorization and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. What was what was as far as the method that you started or that you came up learning, and did you have like private teachers and things like that, or you just kind of picked it up with the school or um, yeah for fun? Yeah, you mentioned Suzuki method, so I've I've been through that to a degree. Uh, when I was first starting, it was it was. I say it was a traditional lesson, but it was really a local musician in the neighborhood teaching me and my brothers how to play piano. So um, as much as we could afford to to go through that lesson, we did it. Um, that, that was more of a thing where my mother signed us up for it, you know, so we kind of half heartedly went along and did it. I was interested in it, but um, as I got older as an adult, though, I did more of the one on ones and bought some courses and things like that okay <clears throat> so how does it how does it work and i guess to the degree that you can explain it to us like how does your system work yeah so my, my system is strictly based on simplifying music theory for piano so okay. my whole mindset of creating this was how can i make it easy and when I thought I had it easy, I went back and said, nope, not easy enough. Because I tried it out on some people and I said, hey, I think I got something here. Go try this. They, they made some progress, but still struggled in some areas. So I kept getting feedback from people that were testing it, going back and forth, and finally came down to basically what I do. My method breaks down music theory, which I know classic probably agrees it can be very complicated. Yes. Um, but it breaks down all of that theory into colors and numbers. So those colors and numbers are easier to understand for most people than reading traditional sheet music. So people pick up to it real fast because it's easy to relate to. It's already something that they're familiar with. Yeah, because I struggled when he tries to teach me some some things I'm like, yeah. it just doesn't get through at all. And I'm like, I just don't even try it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a different language. Yeah. It but, is. You know, there's always a system or if you can find a system for teaching certain things. Yeah. You know, and see what, what you're good. saying, like what Gypsy said, you know, you struggle. And you know what? If you kept struggling through it, eventually you probably like over time you picked up little pieces. If you kept going another five years at that, maybe seven years, eventually it would, the, the dots would connect. But what I found, and this is the reason why I really turned this into uh, a business to help other people is most people don't stick in long enough to, to understand that language that classic is talking about. Yeah. Now, there's other people that catch on to music theory real quick. It's almost like second nature. You know, but yeah. most people, that's not the case. They'll sign up for a piano class or cello or guitar and they want a quick result, but it's not going to come quick in most cases. Yeah, I've definitely forgotten a lot of the music theory that um, I learned growing up. I attended performing arts school and things like that right. to where they yeah. focused us, focused on, you know, the music theory. And what's weird is that even when I got to college and I changed my major, to music, the freshman music courses, they basically just let me slide on by. Some of them I actually didn't <laughs> even have to go to because it was like, yo, you you learned this a long time ago. I could tell this, you know, 
Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But there's still a lot of it that, man, it was a whole nother level of chemistry on the brain. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, I, ne- I wasn't able to grab it. And like I said, I have, I've lost a lot of my music theory just from, I could say some of the music that I've been doing hasn't really required too much music theory, but you know, it's definitely the ultimate foundation and, and it's hard to comprehend and it's hard to really, you know, keep it seems like a rabbit hole sometimes because especially you can get the basics of of music theory and then you get into jazz and then that's yeah that's it's a like whole a different ball game yeah i mean and, and i found the same thing it's like you know if if and there's people that don't get it that that it's even a struggle because somehow it connects so well with them you know and they see it like they can see the language before it's even explained to them when it catches on and it becomes second nature, it's so easy that it's almost hard to describe it to somebody that doesn't speak that language. You know, it's like you you, you can get lost in just a conversation of music theory in itself. And um, so, like I said, my thing is to take it to the layman or laywoman, you know, like just a common person and say, hey, here's a way that you can do it um, without so much of the sacrifice on time and money and things like that. Like um, you can explore here and see if it's something that you really want to stick with. And uh, like I said, it's a good way to enter into music. Yeah. What's your opinion on um, trying to, or teaching um, creativity or like just improvisation? I think that that's something it's, it's challenging too, because it's kind of a mindset to me, to me, like you asked my opinion, right? Mm -hmm. So to be able to kind of freestyle, free flow, like you see people that freestyle um, poetry or rap even, and now there's a debate on what, what is freestyle? You know, it's freestyle rap. Is it written rap or is it just free of style? In other words, you just, you don't have a defined topic. You just go off, you know, you can kind of freely go around. If you keep it original, yeah it's, yeah, it's coming straight, fresh, grab the it's going. Exactly. Yeah, you got that's, it. Yeah, that's that's see, a fresh original because that's jazz. That's what that's what I'm used to. But now it's being redefined in the free. You know, you see people reading it from their phones. <laughs> yeah, and saying you know this freestyle by this. You know, it complicated. It got complicated yeah. for me too. I was, I was like, I didn't. They it's still letting this go as a freestyle. This counts. You know exactly. Yeah, you hear it on the CD. <laughs> But with, uh, like you mentioned, jazz, I mean, whew, I mean, it, it, it's so deep, it's hard for me to say. And in fact, my boundaries, you know, like The Rock says, know your role. I know where my boundaries go. So I'm, I'm not even as free as I would like to be with improv, improvisation on the, on the keyboard and yeah. just keeping it real, being honest, I'm not. I would like to get there one day, but I've been so busy helping people with the nuts and bolts of the basics you know that i haven't really spent enough time honing my own skills in that area and it it is a you know it's it's parallel with the learning the skill at the same time you know being skilled enough to do some of the things that your brain want to improvise you know and also being having at the same time you know having your brain being able to you know also improvise and you being able to, you know, do yeah. that with as far as skill or because I know I can think of some things that you know I like to improvise it, but I necessarily can't play it. 
you know. Right. But yeah, I can I can levels to it, it, right? Yeah. (laughs) Some people that they can't even they can play whatever you put on this sheet music, whatever you put in front of them. You can say, all right, play something like that, just you know, off the top of the head with that same style is like hmm. Yeah, 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 and that's the interesting <laughs> thing. So yeah. that's the other thing I found is like there's categories of, um, I guess, what people expect or what they accept. Concert pianist, you know, who might go down to to play in a in an orchestra or something like that. They may be highly skilled reading sheet music, playing with the orchestra, but if you put them in that jazz setting in a nightclub, no, they would never or, sit down at that piano. Yeah. They, don't even, they won't don't, even try it. I don't play piano and, at night. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, to me, you know, and it's my personal opinion, like I'd rather the freedom of being able to connect uh, and be open to, to improv as opposed to being able to be in it. I mean, it, it's, it's not taken away from the orchestras by any means. That stuff is beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's definitely yeah, a foundation. Right. For technique. Um, yeah. So, it's just different strokes for different folks. It's what do you want out of it? So most people that come to me, they don't want to be in an orchestra. They know that's not in their path right. at this point. I say don't block anything out of your mind. You never know. Um, but most people that work with my methods, they just want to relax, um, to to play some basic songs that, you know, right now they can't do anything. And a week from now, a month from now, they can be really building uh, a, a repertoire of, of several songs that they can be proud to play. And that's really the market that I'm working with. Yeah. And even for me, when I was young, I didn't like playing the cello, you know, and I, right. I got into, you know, creative uh, creativity around sixth grade and things like that. But even with playing the cello, I kind of had a, 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 a layout long-term that, yeah, I kind of was forced to play. I'm, I'm still grateful for that, but it was orchestra. It was all orchestra foundation, you know, and the creativity yeah. that I was doing was not on the cello. And it, it was only until, and I, even when making beats, uh, when I was still in Mississippi, I wouldn't mix my um, Yamaha motif production, the hip hop mm. stuff or any of that. I would never mix my cello with yeah. that at that time. And it was a whole life cycle, basically. I went, I moved to Georgia where we met. And I stopped right. playing for stopped playing cello for like seven years, but I was it was still more classical stuff then, and I had to come, like I guess to go back when I was making that long term plan with the cello. It was like okay, I'm playing in the orchestra. I'm maybe middle school, but I'm playing in the orchestra with people that started playing for as a beginner when they were forty. They've right. been playing for ten years now, and yeah. I've been playing for ten years, and they're fifty, and we're still si- sitting in the same orchestra That's playing not, together. Right. You know, so I know that if they started from scratch at 40, then I've already got the jump on them. If I play for 20 years, I can stop playing for a minute and I can always come back to it. So I'd always had a plan that I'm going to take a break. I'm going to have to take a break. And if I come back to it, I'll come back to it. After that seven years and I came back to it, I picked up improvisation and my brain clicked a whole lot different on the cello. And that's kind of when I started blending um, my production with my cello stuff a little bit more and, you know, nice. started improvising, like you know, improvising with the cello. And then, you know, it, it, it built up. I got into street performing when I was in DC, started street performing out here in LA down um, 
7th and Fig down here in downtown LA. And it was just a bunch of, you know, improvisation. I was doing cover songs, never went back. You know, I, I was definitely, I already knew when I picked the cello back up, I'm not doing any orchestra stuff, not inter right. interested in, you know, in the orchestra. Like I said, not to knock it, it's the ultimate foundation for technique. Classical music is, yes, definitely the ultimate foundation for, for technique. But right. you got, get, after you get the technique, definitely get into that creativity. And that's, you know, something that I learned in middle school that I had. But I could say even my, my cello teacher, it just wasn't, it wasn't promoted necessarily. No, I take that back. Dr. Perry Combs, jazz teacher in performing arts. He promoted it. I guess at that time, we just didn't have the technique to really do it. Gotcha. And he taught, I started playing bass guitar. So, right. yeah, I could pick that up. Walk a bass line. Yeah. All right, that's more right. motivating. And then yeah. I already don't like the cello. So, okay, it's an escape from the cello as well. Yeah. So so what do you, what do you think of uh, Diggable Planets that are uh, cool like that? Is that you you said, familiar with that track? What track? Diggable, Diggable Planets is called Cool Like That. No, I'm cool like that. No, I, I don't know. <laughs> I might know the melody versus the. the you, song. you you probably would know it if you look it up. Uh, it's it's. I don't know how old y'all are. <laughs> it's 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 before. It's probably before y'all's y'all's age time. I'm, 38. Cool I'm familiar with the song now. <laughs> okay, all right, the man. Oh, see, yeah, she's not gonna sing nothing. No. <laughs> I'm wondering if that's a, a a cello. Like it's it's a heavy bass line that drives the whole song. You can hear it at the very beginning. But it's it's a real cool track. I was just wondering, but uh, I'm gonna have to check it out. yeah, I, I like what you say about the uh, the creativity aspect <clears throat> because some teachers really don't encourage it. It's like, hey, play inside the lines all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if you don't get outside the lines, color outside the lines a little bit, and allow kids and and people to experiment, they don't know. They they don't have the uniqueness of what makes them. You know. Like they gotta find find their own sound through yeah. experimentation, so I like that. But you lean on you lean on what you learn, right? Right. And find I yourself. could say that even the teachers back then they weren't taught creativity, so yeah, right. they definitely probably didn't know. I think he may have been, and of course my I guess my um, Dr. Branch, Dr. London Branch at the um, at Jackson State University. Of course, he would promote creativity because he was a trumpet and a bass player but my cello my private cello teacher now she was all classical yeah she didn't right. i don't think she she didn't really like me playing the bass because she felt <laughs> it it's gonna corrupt from, you right <laughs> you know, from my my posture not good for my right. cello posture um but that was you know as i reflect on it the creativity part was something that even some of the best or the skillful uh, piano players that I, that was in our theory class, because at the performing arts school, you go to your main, you know, instrument. So you had, um, instruments or instrumentals that more like, you know, the bass guitar, violin, all of that. Then you had vocals and then you had a uh, piano class where all the piano students went. And then you, they do that for about an hour and a half and then you switch and you do your theory class for about an hour. Right. And what was it? 45 minutes or something like that. But, in that theory class, when you switch up the different talents, like I said, there was still a certain creativity that I realized that I had that they could play like Mozart. Some of the students could play, you know, really, really well piano wise, but 
the creativity yeah. part weren't there. But yeah, like you said, they could read it off the sheet or they could, right. just, you know, they were real good at the piano. Yeah. I mean, that's how, that's how it's pretty much um, my, my experience as a child coming up. I mean, that's how it was like, you know, it's basically practicing for a recital yeah. um, and you might practice that same song, man, I don't know how many times, too many times, too many times preparing yeah. for that. So when you get there, there's all this pressure on you, you know, to be perfect. And I mean, that's all cool. But at the end of it, you know, you play that recital and, uh, you know, but can you, can, do you have freedom to, to break loose a little bit? Nah. No. <laughs> so everybody needs that, that outlet. Yeah. And a lot of, but, you know, a lot of the music stuff has changed now. Um, of course, as we even like for people like yourself coming up with new ways to teach. And then you have um, a lot of people are inspired to be music producers, which take them from the beat machine to, all right, I need to learn a few keys. And so I know a lot of upcoming music producers will, will are going to definitely need your, um, your method. Of, of I'd love to, to help, you know, just anybody really that wants to, to, um, to, to get into music or creativity. Cause you know, like you guys say a lot, it's on your shirts, con consistent self improvement. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's really why I resonated with, with your show, to be honest, because consistent self improvement, it's not about comparing to anybody, you know, even to yourself, it's just consistent self improvement. So today, am I better than I was? by yes from yesterday even by just a little bit and if i consistently make those small tiny steps and whatever it is then i'm going to be a better person so yeah. i like the message y'all promote i think it's good and i you appreciate, know. appreciate that yeah for real like i said i was at one of my hardest times in dc maybe when i needed the motivation to to push that and that was what i was like all right consistent self-improvement just about you know me getting better Mm -hmm. Yeah, because if you look too far ahead, I mean, it's good to have goals, but the big goal, ah, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of pressure. You. Like you said, it's pressure, <laughs> right. man. It was, yeah, yeah, a lot of pressure that, that come with it. And that's, I'm, I could say right now I'm taking a break from doing music. It's a lot of pressure. I've been doing it for a long time. But like you said, that, and I got a lot better at freestyling, and I got to the point to where I can hold my own set on my cello where I'm doing cover songs and stuff like that. I did gigs around LA and it's more of, you know, it's continuous, got to stay on it, practice, you know, and pressure. Like I say, every time somebody asks you, you know, you want to perform here, it's like, all right, I got to make sure I don't mess up and make sure everything's good and, you know, make sure I sound good, make sure this goes, you know, and this, like I said, that pressure comes back and, I've been enjoying not having that pressure for now, oh, yeah. but I definitely want to get back into music. And I know I've had a keyboard most of my life, but I'm still not quite just fluent like I want to be. One of those things come with short attention span. I get there like, oh, I like that melody. Hold oh, on. yeah. Okay, turn that loop on. Let's get this going. Hold on. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then we yeah. making the beat. And then you know you're in the, in the studio. Right. And I still, you know, I right. can't do the, the chords. I wish I could, you know, somebody could start singing and I could, you know, find the chords. Still want to get to that skill. And I'm, I'm going to get there eventually. But it won't be on a 
you know, a music business time. It'll just probably, like right. I said, be on, I'm grateful even to meet somebody like you and you have this method and now, all right, I can put this method right. to the I test and now <laughs> I'm going to learn it. You know, something's come to actually help somebody like me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that, honestly, that's, that's what it's for. It's just to help. Um, and it's been, it's been doing just that because I know when I first started, so I, to give you a little bit more background about my experience, uh, when I was in my thirties, I ended up, that was the last time I took a professional piano lesson and I quit because I was trying to learn. So you're aging backwards. I can say with the with the hat with the glasses and from here, I can give you close to twenty nine. I don't know. It's maybe it's the the light or this something. Is the <laughs> it's a mask. Yeah. But uh no, I appreciate that. But now, you know, and um uh, I looked at my life at that point and I said, you know what, I've been trying to learn piano all my life, <laughs> pretty much. You know, I took big pauses like you did. Um, but I realized at that point I was too busy to to do what my piano teacher wanted me to do. So to be honest, what I did is I took some time off to just focus and have a blank slate. In other words, I said, if I was going to try to teach piano of what I know to anybody um, and I had no guidance on how to do it. I didn't have anybody telling me, here's your timing. You got to teach them timing. You got to teach them, you know, the scores and you know, what these symbols mean, how would I do it? And man, I'm stressed out already. You just, with you saying that I'm like, man, I don't know how I would teach these kids. Right. Uh (laughs) And that's, that's what I was saying. So I said, you know, let me not look at that stuff and let me just look at the piano. And it, when I just looked at the piano, I started, noticing things I had never seen before when I was looking at all the books. I started noticing the layout of the piano keys, the spacing of the keys, the patterns that were always there, the black and white, you know, three black keys, then some white keys in between then two. And I never noticed that. And I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) So I started focusing more on the instrument and that really opened me up. So in a span, in a much shorter span, I actually, learn what I needed to to learn of piano to be able to um, to play, you know, the way I want to. But then I said, now I'm going to try to put this in a format that will continue to be easy for other people. So just trying to lower the, the threshold of, of understanding needed to start playing piano. That was my whole thing. Um, in a nutshell, that's how how I got to where I am today. And do you do one-on-one sessions or is it like courses? How, how does it work? So yeah, yeah, I do. Um, right now I don't have any course. I don't have anything really for sale. If you go to my website, you will see something for sale and it's there if somebody wants to, to buy. But um, my goal right now is just to build a community of people that like the idea, you know, that like the concept. So I'm networking a lot. Um, and and out doing speaking engagements a lot just to get the word out there because i want the word to spread about what we're doing the positive things we're doing with music that's not being done anywhere else but to answer your question yes to me it's more beneficial for me to if somebody wants to learn this method 
I developed in a, to be easy enough to where they don't need me, but I know that people need me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. even if, even if you make something super easy, you know, you open up something and it has easy instruction. Sometimes you still need somebody to, to explain things. And yeah, so I do one-on-ones, no charge. I'm just here just trying to make sure people get, you know, the dots connected enough to get them up and running. So what's your go-to when you're sitting down to your piano? Like what's your favorite music to play? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, cause, cause I do honestly love all different types of music. Um, I tend to like the less popular music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I like all music, but the artists that I tend to try to play on piano are not as popular as, you know, I do like Brian McKnight. I like, you know, Stevie Wonder, um, oh, yeah. you know, all types of, of genres. Piano-friendly of artists. Those should be yeah. popular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people, yeah. maybe Brian McKnight, I know they probably Yeah, probably not. <laughs> may not know him stevie wonder of course they they know he's a little they say it more a lot more but yeah i grew up on brian mcknight though you know that's man i'm talking about album after album after album solid solid yeah he's yeah. more of a i mean he's a vocalist piano player right. uh but uh you know artists. yeah who could we who could we not name i mean you listen to some of the hip-hop songs these days and they got more melodies than you know <laughs> than some of the old r&b um so it's it's all music to me. Yeah. Really, really, what I like is emotional music. <laughs> yeah, that's, I like stuff that moves you. Yeah, that's me yeah. too. As a cellist, you know, I like the the soft melodic stuff. Yeah. Versus, and that was one of the things with yeah with classical music. I think just the very technical. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I wouldn't. I couldn't do it. Too much noise all at the same time. Sometimes. You know, it can be it can be very stressful too. Believe it or not, I mean, you, you know, just didn't vibrate it, with me. <laughs> yeah, I was playing it uh, the other day. My son actually likes classical. He, he likes to just listen to the the radio classical. Yeah, because it's so quiet, and then all of a sudden they get these violins, and it's it go it gets real tense. And after a while, he got to be kind of kind of anxiety you know under anxiety is too much too many violins crying at the same time yeah yeah and that's (laughs) that's kind of you know of course that's what the the whole chemistry of the music is used for when it comes to classical music and you get i've some of my best creative moments come from when i was in college and i come straight out of orchestra practice and run straight to the keyboard and you know melodies are there but they've definitely, you know, if once you dive a little deeper into the science of music and frequency and tone and things like that, you'll see some of the ways that they manipulated the vibration of music and why, like you said, it'll give him anxiety just from that's what that part of the music does. That's what that vibration does. Yeah. Maybe, you know. So, well, believe it or not, it's, it's, it's kind of funny, but it's not funny, right? Yes. There's a, <laughs> so, like I said, my son listens to classical music. So, but there's one, one station here in Texas where they, they kind of narrate and they tell you about the music, the mm-hmm. composer. And this guy gets to talking, you know, in this mellow voice and all. And he's talking about it. this composer, by the way, he, he was, you know, depressed and he was using drugs and this, piece is actually about all the, I was like, wait a minute, you yeah. know, 
I had no idea, you know, all this time I've been shielding his ears from some of this, that there is some negative music, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I had no idea to be careful with some of the classical um, music that mm-hmm. I was letting them listen to. But now I know. And you you mentioned I used to get my vibrations. Best, my best sleep at them concerts. <laughs> I'm about, I've been to so many classical concerts, chamber orchestra, Mississippi symphony orchestra, uh, the youth symphony orchestra, all state orchestra. I've, man, I've heard so much classical music that I've fell asleep to. I'm to, I mean, <laughs> looking for, forward to it. For me, it's like the too many different instruments going at the same time. Like in same thing happens in like action movies when you get to the part where that the action is going i hate those parts because they got the music that they play at that time is just so traditional it's so noisy and then you got the noise of the guns and the fighting and all of that and the people and it's just like too much noise that my brain goes straight to sleep at that moment i'm like i can't do it that's more of a form form, formula with hollywood i think um Dealing with the mix of production and, you know, or bad production. I can say bad production, but it's a distraction. It's more of a mental distraction sometimes. And to, I guess, to get the emotional, but it's not, you know, after so long, that formula just, it kind of kills the, the, the scene. And then yeah. I know some places they get creative where there's just nothing. So you just get, and that's just it. You, but you have to be able to play, pay attention and what's going on at the screen at that time has to be, you know, great. It has to be good. But so sometime if what's really going on at the, at the, at the time is just really not amazing. And I need to kind of, hit you with some music that make it make it feel bigger than what it right. really is. Yeah. That's some of the, that down. Yeah. the chemistry yeah. that they do. I feel. Yeah. Cause I listen to soundtracks. So I, there are good ones out there, but it's like some of them, a lot of majority of the time it's the same um, soundtrack that's playing. I mean, are the same songs that gets reused so much that right. a lot of it is classical type sounding a lot of noise, but yeah. yeah, that's quite a yeah. formula. Is it that one? <laughs> you know, that's the action or this or the, not. You know, the beginning of the superhero movie or anything right. like that. That's just that same. It's like, come on, man. Exactly. Let's switch it up a little bit. You know, and not just straight switch to hip hop. You know, that's the way they'll do that. Insert. Right. Yeah. Like Game of Thrones had some pretty good. Um, <clears throat> there's still a few things in there I still listen to, but yeah, there's. It's it's Requiem a it's for a, a dream and other movies. It's it's a formula that they that they have in there, and like I said, it's one of the things. Even with music, it's I can sit there and listen to it, and I can hear all of the background. Mm-hmm. I can. And it's it's the same formula. Yeah, you're right. And I mean, you know, if you know where it's going to go, if it's too predictable, it's just like. And that's kind of with the even with the whole career, kind of when it comes comes to classical music. And that was one of the things that pushed me away from it, because. You're going to play the box suites, you're going to teach me to play, play the box suites, and then you have Yo-Yo Ma that played the box suites. So the, you have right. to be able to play the box suite as good as Yo-Yo Ma for us to even care about you. You know, right. so oh, oh, keep in mind, 
Yo-Yo Ma has a cello that's like $3 million. So you're going to need your cello to be as good as Yo-Yo Ma's and you're going to have to play as well as Yo-Yo Ma. Oh, keep in mind, Yo-Yo Ma has been playing since he came out of the womb. So you're going to have to play just as, you know, that's the whole classical music, you know, format. You got to be able to play this 200-year-old song better than everybody else that's played right. the same, but you have to play it kind of how they play it. Or can you put your yeah. little own emotional spin on it? You can't even change the notes or nothing to give it a little. Right. A little flavor. I, I couldn't look. I was like, I looked at that when I was young. It's like, nah, I'm not even. This and is recipe. I mean, that, that's my point. It's like people set the, the threshold so high, you know, and it's comparing to somebody that their life the whole history, like their his grandfather probably, you know what I'm yes. saying? Yes. He might have made that cello. They got money so they can afford to get and the instrument does matter. Oh, it sound. definitely oh, matters. After right. as an adult now, oh man, our cellos were trash growing up. Right. Yeah. I didn't know. Like I had never played any instrument. So when I realized, like I saw him, you know. When I saw him go to a store and play like a $80,000 cello or a $100,000 cello, just how easy it was for him to play it and how much better it sounded versus the ones that we had. And it's like because of this wood that was from 18th century or whatever, that tree doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) It's like, it's crazy. So it's it's a lot I've learned about the classical world as an adult that I'm even you know, I, I no regrets, right? No, no regrets. I'm I'm glad I was able to see it then, because I definitely didn't want to play in the orchestra as a right. working playing in the orchestra. Nah, got to practice all the time. To, oh no, yeah. I can't. I can't do this. And see, that's what I'm saying. Most people, like the realization that you have, is what people need to come to that understanding sooner, so they know what they're getting into. Because Believe it or not, you know, a lot of people think I speak down on, like if you look at my YouTube videos, a lot of what I'm saying is that people quit piano lessons because it's true. But I'm not speaking down on traditional lessons or the theory. I'm just making a factual statement that it doesn't work for most people. And it's for whatever reason, yeah. you know. So Just what like about, our educational system. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Especially um, if you're picking it up as a hobby, it's like you don't really want right. to go to get a degree in whatever or go to traditional school or something. You just want to learn it to exactly for therapy or whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. You're just trying to chill out and have fun and, yeah. and uh, you know, maybe have some people over. And, um, or play that piano that somebody gave to you right. that's just been sitting <laughs> over there. there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that they keep harassing you about. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you got to go through all that, you know, you got to have Yo-Yo Ma's level of education and his family background. And, you know, it just ain't going to happen for most people. But that's a normal pressure in the classical world. I could say that. It is. It, it is. is. It's a, it got to be a normal pressure. Yeah. Because it those is, are the yeah. standards, you know. Well, creativity is, you know, getting a little bit more creative for some people, but not for a lot of us. You know? Yeah. My brother even well, played cello. And, you know, he, right. but yeah, he was pretty rebellious too, coming up <laughs> with the orchestra stuff. But, you know, they, they thought Ray Charles couldn't sing and, and, uh, and play piano. He, 
they tried to teach him how to sing the right way. You know, when he was first trying to sing, because he was singing notes in a way with his voice um, that sounded off key, right? But he was singing from his soul. He was singing from, um, you know, pain or struggle. And that's just something that his teachers really, they didn't understand that. So, you know, it's the same way with anything else. Um, To me, it's kind of relative. Somebody says you're not doing something right or wrong in the right way. According to the way that they teach it, yeah, they're right. Because they, they've been trained a certain way. They're going to tell you, you got to sit up straight. You got to do this. You got to practice all this time. You know, um, so they're not telling you wrong for what they know. But now there's new ways to do things and people need to learn that so they can at least, um, you know, do something that they want to do. Yeah, and it is, it's definitely opened up a lot of new doors for, you know, different creative things. I know a jazz... Um, Jazz cellist, Washington. Cello Washington. I can't think of his first name, but urban urban cellist, urban jazz cellist. He's uh, out of New Orleans. I think he's in. He may be still in the UK or maybe back in New Orleans. But he plays with a different style. But he's he's good. He's. I think he's had uh, yeah. um, orchestra training and stuff like that. But when it comes to his jazz his jazz style, yeah, it's just you know. It's you have to listen to it to kind of hear what he's doing, what he's hearing, what he's even, you know, getting out, you know, and it, it's a little it's sometimes you, you may think it's cluttered. But if you can, you know, you still just got to listen to it and, and hear it. And right. You know, it, it, it's a style. It's definitely a style that I like. And it's a genius because. I can't do it. And it's jazz. Right. And I know, you know, that's <laughs> I, I can freestyle. I can improv good. Right. But the way he do it, it's like, man, he's hearing some stuff that, and he's hitting it and you know. Right. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, that's, that's respect though. You know, there's, there's a, I, what I found in world music, you know, um, you know, whether it's reggae or whatever, I've found so much talent out there uh, in, in different nations, like from, from continents like Africa, you know, where you hear like Fela Kuti or Femi Kuti, mm-hmm. the rhythms, Afrobeat, yeah. um, the stuff, there's so much out there, you know, that yeah. we in the United States, we we just don't, we haven't been exposed to it. Yeah. Music has a, a vibration to where, right. you know, she's East African. Um, ah, and okay. I can listen to, you know, um, East African music and still, you know, without understanding the language, still yeah, love exactly. the beat the vibration behind it and you know it's exactly yeah, yeah. I, I can love it just put it in my playlist yeah i don't understand what you're saying but yeah it's it's <laughs> right. in my playlist and that's it is, man. I, when i heard it i was i was damning to it i was like what have where have i been like <laughs> all this time i had no idea that there was another that 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 music was there i mean it's such a gift yeah and this you know yeah, it's a different magic, you know, understanding, you know, what you got to enjoy about Earth and even different cultures and things like that, because, you know, we were taught a certain rhythm, you know, we got a rhythm and it goes a certain way. And then you can go over there and they hearing a rhythm that is like, yo, I'm feeling it. I can't quite catch the rhythm, though, but how are you hearing this? This not even jazz, but how are you hearing? the? You know, it's, it's amazing. It's a different rhythm, but it's yeah. the rhythm of those people still, you know, everybody. Right. And it's, yeah. 
Well, I'm starting to see, I mean, not like I'm, I see all types of stuff, but like I, I've seen some of the dances, like trying to be adaptive to like, it's pulling from some of those African dances even, you know, yeah. and um, like I said, with the world, with the beats and things like that, it's, it, it's kind of opening up. Oh yeah. They got, the, we got to give props the, to where it came from. They have the best dances. We have the trendiest oh, yeah. dances. <laughs> but now it's connecting. I'm seeing it on YouTube. A lot of people are going, you know, a lot of African choreographers are actually getting popular on YouTube. Now um, they're getting people from America reaching out to them to choreograph their music. So I'm seeing a lot of collaborations since YouTube, especially it's been, been a lot of collaboration but that's you, good we need we need the freshness of of something yeah yeah you know it's it's definitely a music is a vibration and uh you know it's a it can be a weapon it could also be you know a tool for love and good vibration things as well and that's one of the reasons why people also want to probably learn and want to pick up on the piano just to play some reflective things for themselves yep. without, you know, something without notes or, I mean, not note with um, words. Cause I still like right. instrumentals myself. And I, as a creator or producer, I still f feel like sometimes words can taint a nice melody, you know? True. So I've have, I have some beats that's like, yeah, I know some words are going it, but I feel like after I put some words on it, I won't enjoy the, the instrumental beat as much. Right. And I feel like that's, I know that's probably what your method will definitely help people that don't want to listen to anything, but even just, all right, if I pick this up for a month, two, three, then I can just, you know, tickle around how I want to. And my, my brother, he picked up music. My older brother picked up piano that way, basically a piano just being in, in his house and he just kind of tickled on it after yeah. a while. And yeah, he got better. Yeah. That's, that's actually one of the, like I said, when I went on a pause, uh, that's what I did. I just, I stopped looking at books and I just started looking at the instrument itself. So yeah, that can work. Yeah. Well, before we get ready to um, close it up, uh, any links and projects you're working on that you'd like um, the listeners to know? Uh, just, you know, you can look it up on, look me up on YouTube or, you know, go direct to the website, controlshiftpiano.com. And that'll put you in flow that we take it from there Definitely. do you usually work with local clients just nationwide anyone nationwide any, anywhere anybody um because like you know especially with everything being remote yeah. people are used to not being in the same space so it's definitely with this method you don't you don't need me in the room yeah. but you know i'm there for you when you do need me Gotcha. Okay. Well, we'd like to thank everybody that has been listening. Um, we'd like to thank you, Stephen, for your time and consideration and all the gems that you've dropped with us today. Uh, and thank you the, so much. And for the listeners, you can find the podcast at americangypsy.com and you can find consistent self-improvement merch at luamli.com. And we also have music under Classic Carpenter. That's K-L-A-C-C-I-K. C-A-R-P-E-N-T-A and have music on all major platforms, uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, YouTube, Tidal, all of the above. And 
thank you again to everyone for listening. Thank you again, Stephen. And consistent self-improvement to everyone. Peace. And peace.